0: Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Okay. Happy New Year. (laughs) I meant seriously. I think that I heard the people at True Worth and the people online and in the sanctuary saying Happy New Year louder than you all did. So let's try this again. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! there we go. Excellent. Excellent. I tell you what, I'm sure a lot of you have already put away your uh, Christmas decorations. You've decluttered your closets, you're cleaning up, and you are ready for a fresh new start, right? Well, not me. I just can't leave Christmas. You know, I, we have neighbors across the street, and uh, I saw them outside on Friday night and we were talking, she and I were talking, and and she said, you aren't going to turn off your lights yet. And I said, no, you're not going to turn off your lights yet. And she said, no. And our husbands looked at each other and they went. <sighs> <laughs> but the, we figured out that we can keep our lights on and we can look right out there and we can see Christmas and get all excited every day. Now, that probably won't last too much longer, but... Um, it is just Christmas just has this thing about it doesn't it it has this experience and spirit that allows us as Bill Murray's character and Scrooge says to be the best that we can be right that we all cheer a little louder we all say hello a little nicer we all do whatever we can do a little better during Christmas time and I think that's why I love it so much you know God has been working incredibly through this place called Pathway, through you all, and uh, just through you and for you, and things have been just clicking along in 2019, but I can just not even imagine what God is going to do in 2020 as we move into this new time. You heard about the new sermon series. Well, we're going to have a little fun thing that happens if you come. To worship seven times in a row starting next week, you get your name in the list for a prize. I love prizes. I mean, I love prizes. So, um, kind of get, you'll find out more details, and I'm sure we're going to do something for you online, so I just put it out there. We'll do something. But um, you'll have to tell us that you're watching every week. But anyway, we're going to have a great time as we move in to this new year. You know, I am just so pumped about 2020 that uh, I just realized I forgot to tell you, my name is Judy Madden. (laughs) And I am one of your pastors here at pathway. I am the pastor of care. So, I'm going to bring my excitement down just a, just a minute for just a minute, and let's pause, and let's go to God in prayer. Uh, Lord, we thank that you, that you are the creator of all. God, we thank you that you know and provide for us everything that we need, and you know before we need what we need, and you provide it. God, I thank you that you are an all-loving Lord, that no matter what we are doing, that you beg and that you desire for us to be the very best that we can be. And yet, at the same time, you love us for just who we are right this minute. And God, we cannot fathom such a love that is unconditional, that is all-encompassing. So God, we pray that you will be here with us today online in the sanctuary at True Worth here in this place, that we will feel your spirit, that we will hear your word like never before. In Jesus' powerful name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask that uh, the guest services come forward, and if you would like a Bible to kind of move along with us today, you're welcome to do that. I'm going to be going through several scriptures, so just raise your hand, and a Bible will come to you. It's a miracle. Bibles come to you when you raise your hand. Anyway... Um, If you don't have a Bible, take this one with you. We're going to be going through the Old Testament. We're starting out at the end of the Old Testament. So while you're getting there, I just want to tell you uh, that our pastor, senior pastor, Rick, every year through his example, he has uh, led us to choose a word every year. And that word helps us kind of get focused on what God is calling us to do. And so um, many of us have picked up that habit of determining a word every year. And so I just want to share with you my word for 2020 is live. Live like I've never lived before. And mainly to live bringing God into my life intentionally every single day. You know, I, I just know that when God is with us, our life is better than we could ever expect it to be so my word is to live and I hope that you all will find a similar word uh, that helps you focus on bringing God into your life now last year was a fantastic year for me and my family 2019 We got to watch our grandson go from a baby infant to a to a little one-year-old. Almost toddler. That's Jensen. Look, isn't he adorable? Okay, so you all know, if you're new to Pathway, I just want to tell you, we love our babies. Keep that one up on the screen. We love our babies. We love our littles around here, as we call them, and we love our students. So if you are new to Pathway, you know you are in a place where we are loving on children all the time. Thank you for keeping that up. Isn't my daughter gorgeous too? Okay, <laughs> so um, I, uh, Jensen is right at the tipping point of being able to talk and being able to walk. He actually did a couple walks, a a couple of feet. But, you know, it's so interesting to watch. As parents, we are anticipating, aren't we? When they take that first step, as grandparents, we're watching for that. And we're also waiting for that first word to come out of their mouths. Now, I'm sure Jensen's first word isn't going to be grammy. But I would like it to be. But anyway, (laughs) but, you know, we do watch them, and we hope that that first word is going to be dada or mama, right? And as our children grow old, we still hope that they will turn to us as parents for guidance, for comfort, for uh, help with whatever they're going through, right? I mean, that makes us feel good when our kids turn to us. Well, the greatest parent of all, God, desires the exact same thing. God is desiring for each of us to speak out Abba, Daddy, Elohim, Yahweh, God, Lord, Prince of Peace. God is just waiting to hear his name spoken out of our lips, and he has been waiting for years and years and years. And with every single person who is born on this planet, God is anticipating the day that He hears us call His name. So we're going to see how God has been anticipating this for years. And we're going to turn to the Old Testament, the end of the Old Testament. There is Uh, 12 books at the end of the Old Testament, and they are called the books of the minor prophets. Now, they are not called minor because they are any less important in the message that they bring, but they're called minor because of the length of the book. So these books are very small, like one to two pages in your Bible, and you're going on to the next book. But these prophets are those messengers of God who are bringing the word to the people, and this is in the Old Testament. So we're going to go to Micah, and Micah is towards the very end, and we're going to go to Micah 6. So while you're looking that up, let me just tell you a little bit about Micah. Micah is sharing and encouraging others to seek God and to live this full life that God has for him. And Micah, his message is to the people in the 8th century BCE. Get that? 8th century BCE. And just listen to what he has to say to the people in Micah 6, and we're gonna, I'm going to kind of paraphrase 6 through 7, and then I'll read 8. He's talking about what God requires of them, and he says, "...with what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the God of high? Shall I come before Him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with a thousand rams or with ten thousand rivers of oil?" Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And then he goes on to say what God is really desiring. He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your Lord. So we're going to turn back Um, towards the front, just a couple of books, to the book of Amos, another minor prophet who is also crying out to people with this message that God has given him. Now, Amos is a little bit different. Amos is crying out, and he is lamenting, and he is so sad because he has seen the sins of the people separate themselves from God, right? Sound familiar? So he says to them, Hear this word that I take up for you in lamentation, O house of Israel, fallen no more to rise, forsaken on her land. And then he goes on to say, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live. That's what God was saying. Seek me and live. And then he goes on to say, but do not seek Bethel, do not enter into Gilgal, do not cross over to Beersheba, for in Gilgal you surely will go into exile, and Bethel shall come to nothing. And then he says it again, seek the Lord and live. So, even in way before the birth of Christ, God was calling out to people to seek Him and live. So in your notes, throughout the Bible, we hear God's greatest desire is for us to seek Him, right? So we're going to look this morning about how we can seek Him. Also in your notes, the first way is to call out to God as we worship God. One way to seek God and live is to worship God. And we worship God in many forms, in many ways, at many times of the day and night, right? We were worshiping God just a minute ago. We're worshiping God right now as we're seeking his word in uh, last November, we had the awesome experience here of being together for 24 hours of prayer. And we were praying right outside of this building in the place where the new addition is going to be built. And we were raising God in prayer. And we were doing things like taking prayer walks around the building. And we were sharing stories with each other. And we were watching what God was doing in our midst as we spent our time praising God through worship. And uh, Randy Putnam, who's the leader of the prayer team and prayer team members, and I see many of you out here right now, uh, we stayed up all night, all night. It was incredible. And um, through that experience, we bonded together. We bonded with those who came and prayed And we lived life to the fullest during that time. So in your notes, one way we worship God is through prayer, through prayer. And through prayer, we hear that voice of God, don't we? Maybe not while we are actually praying, but God puts little tiny information into our head, little ideas in our heads and that then comes to fruition during all sorts of different interaction with people or through the things that we are reading. So, God affirms what God is placing into our head, and one of the things that God always places in my head is to read your Bible every day. Now, if you're like me, Uh, It's a little bit difficult for me to stay in one place, to not be distracted. And so I discovered something last year that is amazing. I mean, it's mind-blowing. It's world-changing for me. So I'm going to share this discovery. So some of you who may be a little ADD and may not be able to sit and read your Bible, this might help you. So I, I knew that there were Bible apps, you know, where somebody's reading the Bible for you. But I, thought, but I found out how incredible it is to use a Bible app and then to read along with it. So while somebody is reading Scripture into my ear, I'm reading it on the page. Ah, wonderful. I am thinking that this is like I'm getting double wisdom, you know, I, That, I, or else I think I am. But, you know, I don't care if it really is or not because I'm not going to... I'm still going to do this because I am able to every day now sit down with my Bible, listen and read and accomplish what I know that God wants me to accomplish, which is reading my Bible. So in your notes, another way that we worship God is by Bible reading, by actually getting into the Word and reading our Bibles. And while you're there, also number three in your worship, we worship God through praise. We worship God through praise, don't we? I am so thankful for this place, for Pathway, where we can come together and praise God and where we can bring others into our fold like those of you on the internet and those of you at True Worth. I am just so pumped that we are in this place where we can share what we do right here and allow the Holy Spirit to work in several places at the same time. So what is it like to praise? I'm going to go back to uh, Psalm 100 in the Old Testament. Psalm 100. This is written by King David. And uh, King David here is talking about what it is to give praise to God. I think we have this one on the screens too. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations, to all generations. There is something that happens in this place, and when we are connected online, or we are just connected together, where God comes, and the praise together becomes greater than we can do individually. You know, it's like we start feeling the Spirit in this room. I don't know about you, but the praise right before this service, right before I got up here, was amazing. You all were singing with great power, and it was as if the Holy Spirit just came behind me and said, "We've got this. We've got this together. We are lifting up God together in praises. We seek God and live when we worship." God. Number two in your notes, we seek God and live when we serve and or witness to others. When we serve and or witness to others. We're going to turn to Acts 1. Acts 1 verse 8. This uh, particular scripture, if you've been around Pathway for any amount of time, you have heard this scripture over and over and over again. It is something that is in our DNA. It is something that we believe strongly in. Um, so here, verse one, chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So in your notes, we serve, and through our serving, we witness to others in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I mean, this is exciting stuff that God has put into us a desire to serve others. And you know what's the most exciting is that when we serve others, I think sometimes they look and they think, okay, what's your agenda? Why are you serving? Do you want to feel good about yourself? Or why are you here? But if we serve God because we just want to serve God by serving others, And there is no agenda. Something incredible happens. It's like Christmas Day again. You know, everybody starts seeing God's light. Not us, but God's light through us. So Jerusalem, Jerusalem is that place right here in the church. It's out in the parking lot. It's in the neighborhoods. It's in your neighborhood. It's in your family. Think about that, serving your family. It's in your family. It is your next-door neighbors. It is the place that is convenient. It is the place that is closest to where we live. It is the place that's most comfortable. And then Judea is the area that we can get to by car in the United States. It has a little more distance, so it's the area that we can get to by driving to it. And Samaria is are those areas that border our country. And you see, as we move farther, it takes a little bit more effort to serve those people, doesn't it? So um, to serve people, I shouldn't have said those people, because we're all people, but to serve others in those areas. And then the last one is the ends of the earth, and that's our foreign missions. And for us, that's Ethiopia, and that's Nicaragua, and that is Zanzibar. And so we are reaching out. If you have not picked up one of these yet, this is a Passport, a Pathway Passport. And it will show you many of these different areas that we are serving in, that you are serving in. And it will also show you areas where you can actually get involved in those areas, hands-on. Now, one of the things that's listed in here is True Worth, and they're with us today. Yay, True Worth! A little shout-out to our friends at True True Worth. And at TrueWorth, we actually stream this service, the 1025, into TrueWorth up at, up at Fort Worth. And if you haven't been there before, True Worth is a place that provides shelter for the homeless. It provides uh, opportunities for growth. It helps teach others about skills that they can learn, life skills. It helps them get jobs. All of those things are up there at True Worth. And the one thing that we partner, one of the things that we partner with them is to live stream this service so that they can worship God with us, which I'm so excited about. One uh, Another way that we do is by serving them a Thanksgiving meal. You may remember hearing about our Thanksgiving meal. I just want to tell you that we served 358 people up at True Worth this Thanksgiving, a full Thanksgiving homemade meal. You can clap for that. That is worth clapping for. And we were excited to be able to do that, and there was... 148 people who actually participated hands and feet. Now, I know a lot more participated by offerings and by able to do donations, but um, one of those people, one of those 148 people that actually prepared the meal and then went to True Worth, one of those was Christy Woods. And Christy Woods. Uh, just her heart just sunk, and she had great passion for the people that were there at True Worth. And so as she was serving them, because that's what we did, we actually took the food and took it to their tables and filled up their drinks for them, and, and we started up conversations with them. And as she was serving them, she wondered what it was that she could do that could help somebody. So she asked one of them, she said, what can I do to help you? And they said, you know what, I could really use a sleeping bag. And so Christy thought, well, I can do that. But then Christy went home that night, and all of a sudden God started speaking to her. And remember that scripture from Acts 1, 8. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power and witness to my people. So Christy struggled, and in that struggle Christy heard that she needed not just to get one sleeping bag, but she wanted to get 250 sleeping bags. And so she set out to tell her CrossFit group, she set out to tell it on Facebook, and people started responding, and the sleeping bags came in, and I'm happy to say that before Christmas, she delivered 250 sleeping bags to the people in Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, she has an even greater goal because God's not done. God said, Christy, there's still people out here who need sleeping bags. So now Christy is going for 500 sleeping bags. I meant to us, 250 would be a lot, right? But to God, God is saying, no, you need 500 sleeping bags. And the amazing part of it is when Christy is giving out these sleeping bags, she thought that she was blessing others by giving the sleeping bags, right? But it's that Christmas thing that happens. It's that love that happens as she gave those sleeping bags out, she herself keeps on receiving more blessings. She is just amazed at how much people have responded and how people are coming together to bless these other people. So it has changed her life completely. Her faith has strengthened over the last month, and she is on fire for God. You know, when we live life and seeking God, we experience more than we can ever imagine. Another one of the ministries that we have that's not in here stemmed out of a support group that we had for families of incarcerated, those people who are in the prisons. And we coupled together with a Carol Vance unit down in Houston, and I see Danita and Dwayne right here, and they were they were the ones who initiated this, and we partner with these guys down there by sending them letters. And um, so anybody can send a letter to someone who's in prison. And so I've been off for about six weeks. I had a little surgery, but I'm back, and I'm doing great. But while that was out, I thought, you know what, I can, I can send out a couple letters. So I sent out a couple of letters And I sent him out uh, the day before Christmas, and I wished these two guys Merry Christmas and all that. And then just yesterday, yesterday I came up to to, uh, the church, And I got two letters back. I mean, I was so excited. It was like it was Christmas Day. I was like, oh, my gosh, these guys wrote me back. And and they can attest to it that it's not just a little, hey, thanks for the letter. This was four handwritten pages of these guys telling me about what happened to them and why they're there. And I tell you what, it has just broken my heart and opened me up to know that again and again and again, there is less that separates us and more commonality than we would ever imagine because these guys are just like us and it could be us tomorrow sometimes, you know? So, it it is an amazing thing. So, reaching out to somebody, again, it's that Christmas thing. It has turned back and touched my heart like I never thought that it would, which that leads us to our final scripture this morning, and it's in Romans. So, we're going to the New Testament in Romans, and we're going to go to Romans 1, because This kind of describes what happened, what I experienced, what Christy experiences, what many of us experience when we serve God by serving others. And Paul writes to the Christ followers in Rome and says in verse 11, I'm longing to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. Well, that's what I thought I was doing, sharing something with these Guys in prison, right? And that's what Christy thought she was doing, sharing with the homeless some sleeping bags. And then Paul goes on to say, or rather, so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. This is incredible, we reach out to somebody to help them, and God blesses us with this deeper understanding of how great God's love is. So in your notes, we grow. We seek God by growing in our faith. As we grow in our faith. And we do this through small groups in your notes, through Bible studies, Bible classes, and support groups. So through small groups, Bible classes, and support groups. And we are fortunate that the Holy Spirit has gifted many of you that are seated right here to facilitate and to help teach others through these small groups and through these support groups and through these classes. They are all listed here in this guide, and online. I believe that you can get online and see this guide as well. Um, but they, all of these different things, are to help us grow, to help us seek God, to help us live. There are uh, Bible classes like Bible One Oh One, Pathway Bible to the Old Testament, and a new that we're calling Explore. So if you aren't even really sure if you believe in Christ, if you are not here, you're. I meant if you're not at that place, you are welcome here and we are thrilled that you're here. This class is for you just to come and talk to people and find out who Jesus is and what this is all about. But you'll also see on here support groups, many, many, many support groups. If you're going through a divorce, if you've just had a death in your family, if you are... Um, Getting married, also the prison pen pal thing is in here. Men's group for men lifting other men up together and a women's group, it's all here for healing, for growth. So if you would like to reach out and share a sleeping bag with the homeless, if you would like to be a pen pal because we've got so many folks that would like to hear from somebody, if you would like to join a small group, be a part of a support group, or go to a Bible study, I would encourage you to stop at the Welcome Center afterwards and pick up one of these. Okay, I'm going to show you one more photo as we move to closing here. <clears throat> and, this is, I, and I'm showing you this because I can This is uh, my family. This is the other part of my family. This is my husband, David, myself, and our daughter, Kate. And don't we look lovely there? I meant we are just there in front of that tree, just posing and getting our photo taken and enjoying the time together. Now, look at this next photo. This is part of our extended family here at Pathway. Uh, This is Jeff Gale and his daughter, Lauren, and these are people that we do life together. We do life together with all of you, don't we, every time that we come here. And uh, life is so much better when we are in community, because when we are in community, we experience the full life that God has for us. And it is through community that we remember experiences together. And it is through community and these shared experiences that we learn we are all connected through that powerful love of Jesus. In your notes, your final note, we experience God through community, don't we? See, God understands community and uh, relationships and living life to the fullest, but God knew that we needed some help. And that is why God, through Jesus, brings us to this table today that's right here before us. Uh, That as a community, we might remember the experiences that we've had together. We might remember what Jesus did for us, what God has done for us. That the Holy Spirit is right here in this place, not because we are all lifting up God's name, but the Holy Spirit is here, and we can feel the Holy Spirit because we become more aware when we are here in this place in community. So I started thinking about Christmas Eve, and I was thinking about how the lights that we lit at the end, those candles, you know, and it was dark and then we all lit the candles and things started getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Well, I kind of thought about this table and I started thinking it's a little bit the same. We come to this table, we repent, we ask God to take away all of this earthly crud that we have in our bodies, right? And then we get to take of this bread that represents God's body and we get to drink of this juice that represents God's blood and when that happens we become washed clean right but not only do we become washed clean we become filled up with the light of God It's like we are walking around house, we are a house walking around with Christmas lights on it all year round, right? So I would ask that when you come to the table today, and we're going to do that in just a minute following a prayer, that you would repent, that you would, when you take this bread and you take this juice, that you would in your head be thinking about God just completely washing your body clean, but then filling you back up with this brilliant light that others might not see us, but that others would see God's love. So this table is here for everyone. This is not uh, a closed table. This is a table for each and every one of you that are here that's ready to say, you know what, I want to feel that love. I want to be a part of that love. I want to live in 2020 like I've never lived before. And Jesus knew that with his friends, and he took the bread that was on the table when he was around his disciples and his followers, and he broke it. And he knew that they were going to need something, something to remember, a shared experience. And he said, this is my body. This is my body, and I gladly break it for you. I gladly break it for you. And he said, whenever you eat of this bread, remember me. And then he looked at his friends and everyone that was around, and he said, and this, this cup, This cup is the new covenant. Forget about all those sacrifices that you have to do to receive forgiveness, because you know what? I am paying it all for you. I'm paying it ahead of time. I'm paying it forward. So when you drink of this cup, remember that I, Jesus, am washing you clean of all of the worldly crud that has built up in your body and I am putting back into your body the light of my love. Let us pray. God, we pray that you will bless these elements and we know that you will. God, I pray for all of those who are online, for those who are in the sanctuary, for those at True Worth. May they right where they are feel your presence right now. And God, may you bless those who receive this. May you bless us as we remember that it is through your great love that we experience forgiveness. It is through your great love that we experience wholeness and healing. So Lord, may you continue to bless this table and all who receive it, either here or online. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Good. King of my heart, be the wind, wind inside my soul. Everybody, to stand as we continue to worship our God that is so good to us. We humble ourselves to you right now. We stand before you, God, and give you this praise. All in one voice. do it all the to- serve my every and my life and my soul.
0: So as we close out the service, I would ask that you would be in a state of prayer. that you would be praying, especially for those in the church in white settlement who are grieving today to be praying for those who are in Australia who are dealing with these horrendous, uh, horrendous fires where it is so hot for those who are not with us today in this place but those of you who are online and in true worth and God, we pray that we might surrender everything that we have in 2020, that we might live, that we might be your hands and your feet, that we might hear your voice like we have never heard it before. God, we pray that you would just come into us fully as we surrender and we have emptied ourselves of the things in this world. God, we pray that you are filling us up with your light, that you would allow us to walk out of this place and shine for you like never before, and that others will come to ask, what is it about those people that call Pathway their home? And we will be able to open up the door for them to know you you ask us to seek and you will find to knock and the door will be open so on this day god we are praying as we seek that you are going to open up that door wide and that we will feel your experience with us continually so god we pray all of this in the name of your son our Savior, Jesus. Amen. So let us now, with one united voice, state why we are here, what God has called Pathway to do as we find our purpose statement on the screen. The purpose of Pathway Church is to glorify God and to share the love and grace of Jesus Christ with as many people as we can. And how shall we fulfill this purpose? By ministering to spiritual and emotional and physical needs, by providing Christian relationships in the family of God, and by providing the challenge for individual and collective spiritual growth, amen. So go forth from this place, seek God, and live in 2020, amen.